Arizona, Arizona Sports, sports. The, the local sports, local leader. sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, yeah. brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. Here we go with the 4 o'clock reset on the Burns and Gambo show, and while we wait for the Phoenix Suns to start the playoffs on Sunday, we have a pretty damn good baseball team to get behind right now, don't we? He struck him out. This one's over, and the Diamondbacks beat the Brewers. They shut them out tonight. 3-0. They've now won four straight. Zach Gallen returned to form big time last night. Man, that Uncle Charlie curveball was working great. 11 strikeouts last night for Zach Gallen. He was getting all sorts of swings yeah. and misses on the curve. He did. They, and he just kept going to it and going to it and going to it. The knuckle curve. and uh, He was dyna- dynamic last night with that. Just a great performance by Zach Gallen. Got backed up by some offense. Christian Walker had a good game. And then, of course, the... The throw up by Gabriel Moreno, the catcher, throwing out a runner, trying to steal in the fifth. That was a big play defensively for the D-backs. Yeah, and then, of course, Kevin Durant was spotted sitting in the front row rocking a Corbin Carroll number 7 jersey. I love it. I love it. And for Corbin Carroll, a Pacific Northwest guy, he said, look, six-year-old me, I used to go watch Kevin Durant when he was with the Sonics for the one year before they moved to OKC. He thought it was really cool to see Valley teams kind of supporting one another. You know, I think um, campaign was kind of the first one there, right? And, like, he's been awesome um, to us. And, uh, you know, I think we just we always appreciate that support and, you know, try and, try and reciprocate because they've got a very fun team as well. I remember when the Diamondbacks were good. Was it Archie Bradley? Got, like, was wearing a Booker jersey? Yeah. Remember Archie? Archie got behind the Suns. Big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Archie was all about that. That's that's oh, one of the yeah. things I loved about Archie. He was all about embracing that Valley lifestyle and the Valley teams and being totally. all about that. But even Tori Lovello said, yeah, I, I got word about the seventh inning that he was sitting there. So I went up and said something to him after the game. And Corbin Carroll was just, like, awestruck after the game that, man, he's wearing my jersey. Kevin Durant is wearing my jersey sitting in the front. I don't think there's a safer jersey to buy in Arizona sports right now than Corbin Carroll. In all of Arizona sports? In all of Arizona sports, if you've got to get one jersey for one guy that's going to be here for the long haul, I take Corbin. Yeah, Corbin Carroll's going to be here for the next eight years. I don't know if Booker's going to be here that long. It's close. That might be a poll. You think it's close? It's close. So not the Dre Jamison jersey I just bought then? Oh, no, although well, that's a pretty cool jersey, too. He could be here a while, but but if you're going to buy one jersey of a guy that you... It's not Kyler. It's not... It's I think probably, the argument for Corbin is how young he is. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and to Gamble's point, the length of the contract, right. Devin Booker would be, what, 33, 34, Books, eight years from now? Books only He'd be 34. He'd be 34. He's be 26, 34, right? Yeah, he'd be yeah. 34 years old. Who knows if he's going to be here or not. But I uh, think Corbin Carroll is the safest jersey that you could buy right that now. Is, that, I think that's a good open-ended poll question that you should hmm. throw out there. At 7-4, and four, Arizona stands alone atop the NL West. They've got another game against the Brewers tonight. Corbin Burns getting the start for Milwaukee. Merrill Kelly gets the start for the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. Yeah, I mean, Merrill Kelly looking about, you know, you know, pitch well. He's done, he's, he's done okay, but we're still expecting that they're really good. A lot of people think if Milwaukee does, isn't in contention, at Corbin, contention, Corbin Burns could be a guy that gets traded, so just keep your eye on that uh, with him. But the, this is a this is a matchup between two real good quality pitchers and, and a Diamondbacks offense that has been extremely dynamic so far this year with the way they play. Alright, speaking of the Suns, 
questions. We had Ish Wainwright surprise us in studio today at 3.15. We had a ton of fun, but he also reminded us that the Suns are more than ready for the playoffs. We're prepared. We're going to be prepared. We have practice tomorrow. Guys are, guys are in the gym. They have been in the gym. No matter if they're like sitting and you know resting and stuff like that, or you know, they're in the gym. KD and CP was just in the game, just in the gym. I'm talking about a full fledged workout. Their whole demeanor, their whole attitude and face race, everything is just different. Suns Clippers round one. It starts Sunday. We also learned today that Suns assistant coach Kevin Young reportedly one of the targets of the Houston Rockets coaching search. Really? One of many, but apparently his name is on the list. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Something to keep All an right. eye on. That'd be another. Monty lost uh, Green to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. NBA, one set of play-in games will go down tonight. It's the 7-8 matchup in both the East and the West. In the East, it's the Hawks and the Heat. That game starts in about 23 minutes from right now. Trey Young could have been playing his last game for the Atlanta Hawks. Just going to get to that in a moment. Lakers-T-Wolves at 7 tonight. No Rudy Gobert, no Jade McDaniels. He's out with that broken hand. You mentioned it. There are reports circulating that Trey Young might be traded this offseason, that there's been a green light given within the organization to explore all options, and moving Trey Young might be one of those options. Yeah, tonight would not be the last game, because even if they lose to Miami, they would get another shot at 9-10. So he's playing one of his last two games uh, with them. Look, I think that they think he's really hard to deal with. Yep. Um, very, very hard to deal with, and they feel like maybe it's uh, incredible, because they traded him for Luka, if you remember. right? It wasn't only they drafted him. They traded him. They traded Luka for him. The Hawks did. And I bet you they wish they'd rather have Luka right now. But uh, we'll see what happens with Trey Young if they do decide to move him. I think there'll be a lot of teams that are interested. But he's a very efficient offensive player that absolutely plays no defense. The 9-10 matchups are tomorrow in both the East and the West. In the East, it's the Bulls and the Raptors. In the West, it's going to be the Pelicans and Oklahoma City. Now, those are elimination games. You lose and you're out tomorrow night. Yes. Tonight, you lose and you move on to the next play-in game. Against the winner of nine ten, I love the format. I do too. I think I it's do. a lot think, of fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. I'm middle of the week. It gives us some excitement here. It, I, I like it. It's basically two game sevens, right? We're going to get a game seven tomorrow night. We're going to get a game seven on Friday. Yeah. Actually, four game sevens when you look at it that yeah, way. In, in, a, the West. In, a, in a sport where it's predominantly seven game series. To have these, you know, one game elimination games are kind of fun. Former Cardinals executive Ron Miniger raised concerns about owner Michael Bidwell's workplace behavior back in a resignation letter in 2019. A letter that he tells Pro Football Talk that if he is required to go and discuss that letter in terms of the arbitration hearing, if it happens against the Cardinals, that he's willing to do it. It's kind of another layer of some of the allegations being made against the Cardinals organization. Yeah, so now it's not just one voice, it's another voice that's, that's coming out and saying that the environment was bad. He has things that happen. So uh, the Cardinals have a PR firm that's firing back every time they see something you know, negative that's put out there. But ultimately, that phone, that burner phone that is in McDonough's possession will ultimately tell whether they were communicating or not. Cardinals had their first voluntary offseason strength and conditioning day today. Kyler Murray was in attendance. He is eager to get back. Jonathan Gannon said this. I told him the other day, as good as you feel, there's going to be a little bit of a dip. you got to make sure you don't overdo it too because that's a part to being smart when you rehab from any injury you want to go 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 sometimes you got to push the pause button a little bit he was in the building today who else stood out to the new head coach of the cardinals james connor looked good (laughs) i like jonathan he looked good in shorts yeah i mean it's it's just off-season conditioning uh as far as trading the number three pick if that's what it comes to absolutely if that helps the team win yeah Says all four. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, 
Boy, I really don't. I, I don't want them to lose out on Will Anderson, but I. There are some trade options. Moving down to four would be great. You'd still get him. Trading to Tennessee, depending on what the haul is. I mean, I think you might be able to justify that, depending on what the haul is. And a hearty welcome back to the States for former Colonel's head coach Cliff Kingsbury. He's back from Thailand and reportedly he's joining the coaching staff at USC as an offensive coach to work with quarterback Caleb Williams. Yeah, who there. very well could be the number one pick in the draft next year. Yeah. Very well could very be the well number be. one guy. Quick NFL updates. The Lions trade former number three overall pick Jeff Akuda to the Falcons for a fifth round pick. You know, the Cardinals actually liked him in the draft. Uh, yeah, he's They liked bust. Jeff Okuda in that draft. Bust. A bust. fifth round pick for a guy that a couple of years ago was one of... Was he the first or second quarterback cornerback taken in that draft? Do you well, remember? Uh, he was the... As far as the corners go? I yeah, think he corners. was the first corner taken. Was he taken. the first I corner taken? I believe he was the first corner Jeff taken Jeff Okuda, the first corner yeah. taken, just got traded for a fifth round pick. Ohio Bro. State quarterback C.J. Stroud currently in Vegas on a meeting with the Raiders. Vegas picks number seven. C.J. Stroud's not going to be there number seven, so that would be with the idea that the Raiders would move up. Somebody's moving him. up. We'll see. Everybody's the, moving up. I mean, everybody's meeting with all these players. So everybody seems to be moving up. And the Lions hosting Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson for a visit later this week. The Lions are picking sixth in the NFL draft. Yeah, there's a crazy scenario in which if the Cardinals make a trade and four quarterbacks go yeah. and Seattle takes Jalen Carter, that maybe he could fall to six. I don't see it happening, but we'll see. Speaking of that scenario, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the very latest Mel Kuyper Jr. mock draft. In fact, we've got a whole batch of mock drafts. Some of them you're going to like, some of them you're not. It's all guaranteed next on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Two weeks from this Thursday, round one of the NFL drafts. Rounds two and three will be on Friday. The rest of it will be on Saturday, and then we'll know. We'll know. We'll, yeah, we'll know. We, I mean, we won't. It'll take us years to actually know. We'll know if they kept the pick or not. We'll know that. But we'll whether they, they got it right, whether they made the right choice, it's going to take us we'll years. We'll know if DeAndre Hopkins is that. still on the Cardinals or not. Perhaps. There's yeah. a lot to know. There's a lot to know. There's a lot, a lot of answers coming in these next uh, few weeks. But we're still not quite there yet. And with that, we got a fresh, right out of the oven batch of mock drafts to get into, including right. one. Hit me with your best shot. That paints the scenario we were just talking about in the 4 o'clock reset a moment okay. ago. This is the mock draft from Mel Kuyper Jr., a first and second round mock draft that he has in which he kind of predicts the crazy thing happening. Tennessee. Yes. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But the crazy thing happening that we were talking about in the 4 o'clock reset. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Panthers take Bryce Young, one. Texans take C.J. Stroud, two. Titans move up to three, take Anthony Richardson, three. The Colts, they put at four, take Will Levis. So what? quarterback, 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 quarterback. Wow. Jalen Carter, five, to the Seattle Seahawks. And there he is. Will Anderson to the Detroit Lions at number six. <laughs> it seems nuts. That a player as accomplished as Will Anderson Jr. would go sixth in the NFL draft. Nuts. But stranger things have happened. That's ah, crazy. I, I don't think, I think Will Levis is going to be the guy that falls. I don't think he's going to go early. I think somebody will get him in the first round, but I don't think he's in that top seven or eight category. 
I don't know. I mean, I just everything you look at, it seems like Young, Stroud, and Richardson have been the guy. You know, they're the Young and Stroud have always been one two. Yes, we just don't know which order. Richardson with the way he worked out and hitting the ceiling and the combine and interviewed well, everything about him, he's jumped into that. He's getting he's going to be the third guy taken if he's not taken earlier. The Will Levis thing is, I think that one's interesting because I don't know that teams are in love with Will Levis to take him in the top five. Just takes one, as the old cliche goes. True, I, I would true. tend to agree that if there's one quarterback that's going to make it so it doesn't go one, two, three, four quarterbacks, I think Will Levis would be the one who's not the fourth. I think Will Levis would be the one who might fall a little bit, but we'll see. Now, let's focus on the Cardinals and Kuiper's mock, and from here on out, we'll focus on the Cardinals with all these mocks, because okay. there, there's a lot of projected traits, and, and many of them do involve the Tennessee Titans. Some of them involve the Colts. Kuiper specifically thinks that the Cardinals are going to trade out of three and go down to 11 in a trade with the Titans. What he thinks the Cardinals will get in exchange. Tennessee would send pick number 11, their first rounder this year, number 41, their second rounder this year, plus a first rounder next year, and either a first or second rounder in 2025. Okay, that's the the guy offering you a lot more money for your house than it's worth. You're that's, talking about three first-round picks, that's potentially. That's a haul and a half. Yeah, it's, it's this house theory. I'm not selling my house, but if somebody comes in and offers me you know, a million dollars more than what it's worth, I'm probably going to sell my house. Yeah. You know, that is a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a future first, and then either a future first or a second. I don't want to move down to 11. I don't want to miss out on Will Anderson and Gonzalez and Tyree Wilson. I don't want to miss out on... Many of the really great players in this draft that that we know about, but, but I, I knew there was a but coming. But listen, I knew there was. Okay, you got. I did say from the beginning that I'm going to leave oh, myself a little wiggle room. I'm not giving you crap about it. I just I, I could just room. tell by the tone in your voice that there was a butt coming. I could tell. Okay, if that's too hard to three first round picks is too hard to pass I, up. I, I don't know how you say no to that. I, I for a team that is not one player away from being great. So the next Cardinals year are you, not one player away so from being great. You might have two first-round picks next year, uh-huh. and it might have two first-round picks the year after that. Potentially. Okay, now if Kyler Murray, so let's just say you, you, you play Kyler this year, Kyler doesn't work out next year. And then the following year, you've got two first-round picks. Now you have the ability to move up in the draft to get a quarterback if you love one and you want to be off of Kyler. Yeah. So I got to think about that in the background that I'm not sold that Kyler's the guy. He's the guy this year and he's probably the guy next year. There's no guarantees. He's there's no guarantee he's the guy in 2025. Now, for what it's worth in this mock draft, Ty. he's got the Cardinals moving down to number 11 and taking Tyree Wilson, the defensive end out of Texas. I don't know Tech. how he's at 11. I don't know how he's there at 11, but okay. I mean, if that like that would not be a bad spot to land and still get yourself a real dominant defensive edge rusher. He also has on the board at 11, Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia, and Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. He's got those two guys available at number 11. I would, I would take Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez myself. If they're all available, I'm taking Christian Gonzalez. I don't know if Tyree Wilson's going to be there either. I, I don't. But okay, that's what he's got the Cardinals doing at number okay. 11. Yep. Then with their first pick in the second round, he has them taking Quinton Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU. He's coming in the for a visit. Wide receiver out of TCU? Yeah. In the first, with wow. the first pick of the second round. Wow. And then with their next pick in the second round, the one they get from Tennessee in the trade, Mazzie Smith, the defensive tackle out of Michigan. 
I thought I saw that that TCU kid was projected to be a first rounder. He's border. He's like he's like maybe first rounder, maybe second rounder. Like he's a cusp kind of guy uh, potentially. But I did okay. see that he's a wide coming receiver in for a visit. In the second round. Well, if they trade Hop, if Hop's not on the roster, yeah, if they trade Hop and they get another second round pick. Mm-hmm. Because they need defensive linemen, offensive linemen, cornerbacks. But if they trade Hop, you can make the argument. We don't know what's going to happen with Holly Brown that they need a receiver. Okay. Now, you gave me two I gave you two, yeah. today. The SB Nation mm-hmm. one or the Sports Illustrated one? Or do you, do you care which they're one we start the, with? They're both kind of the same. They're but kind just of similar. One of them has more of a haul than the other. So I'm going to start with the one that's a little more optimistic. Okay. Cardinals trade down one spot in an SB Nation mock draft today. So they move down with the Colts. Colts move up one spot. They take Anthony Richardson. The price of moving up one spot, the Cardinals get the number four pick overall. This year's third, this year's fourth, and next year's third from the Colts. All to move down one spot. I I love it. Do you love that more than the Titans one? Yes. Because you get Will Richardson and all those picks? I get Will Anderson. Or Will Anderson, I'm sorry. And I still get... Okay, so I get... get I get Will Anderson. So instead of a first in 2023, I get a third. Instead of a, uh, and then I get another fourth. So I get a third and a fourth instead of a first. And in 2024, I get a third instead of a first or a second. All for one spot. Yes. All to move down one spot. What if, I'm curious to see if you like that. Oh, I like it. Do you like it more? Um, no, I like the other one. You like more. the other one more? I like the other one more. Mm. Three first round picks. <laughs> I just I like Will. I look. I I totally respect your point of view on this one. I really do. Like I get it. Will Anderson, stud, badass, uh, all of that stuff. I just as much as you like him, I don't think they're a Will Anderson away from being great. And I think this team's got a long, long way to go. They to need be great, but they need great players. They do, and they don't have great players. But with three first round picks potentially, except for Buddha, I can get a lot of great players if I draft. Right. If I if, draft well. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. Listen, I like the other one better. I like the Titans one better. I don't think I'd be disappointed with either one of them, to be honest with okay. you. Okay, I like that. Okay. Then this SI mock, Sports Illustrated mock that you sent me, it's same deal. Cardinals move down one spot. This one isn't nearly as fun. In fact, no. I hate this one. This is all. I don't even want to bring this. This sucks. I don't want to mention this at all. I don't want to speak it into existence. The Cardinals move down one spot, give up number three and number 96 for number four and 35. Yeah, that's a terrible trade. So you get you give up number three, you get number four. You give up a third rounder and you get their second rounder. That's not much. That's not much. I resent you for even sending this to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> Come on. I get it. It's higher standards in your email, Listen, Gambo. Let's we, go. Come on. We have we have stopped going over mock drafts that just show the Cardinals taking Will Anderson at three, and we go over the ones that are a little more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like your first one a lot better. When we come back, we can't get enough of the Diamondbacks this season, and it's only been 11 games. We'll talk about this red-hot baseball team next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And the 2-2 pitch on the way. He struck him out. This one's over, and the Diamondbacks beat the Brewers. They shut them out tonight. 3-0. They've now won four straight. 
Diamondbacks all alone atop first place to the National League West. Say, seven just say and it four. again. Say it again. Diamondbacks all alone atop the National League West at seven and four. That sounds so good. It does. That sounds good. They're so fun good. to watch. I was look. There's certain stories like you and I. We get ready for the show, right? And we send mm-hmm. each other these stories, and Mitch chimes in, and Eric chimes in, and we kind of craft the show every day. Mm-hmm. I saw this story today on ESPN.com, and I clicked on the link, and I didn't even have to because I, I knew the Diamondbacks were going to be know. in it. I right? Know. You, you know, know, it's so funny because you sent that to me. I didn't have that, and I knew I knew it was going to be the Diamondbacks too. Sure, of course. I mean, it was it was the easiest mm-hmm. clickable link ever. The most exciting players and teams of the 2023 MLB season. The teams and players we can't get enough of right now. I clicked on it. It's like there's no surprise. I know the Diamondbacks are going to be on there. I know they are. They're they're a blast to watch. They're a joy. They're, they're so much fun. And even they pointed out the Diamondbacks are only hitting 253 as a team, which is not exactly exciting stuff. Their words, not mine. But that only makes their National League leading stolen base number that much more interesting. Just imagine if slash when they actually start to roll at the plate. They can turn any game into a track meet with their speed and will likely win a lot of games using that skill. And heading into the season, the D-backs organization had the second, fourth, and eighth overall prospects among the top 100 by ESPN.com. By definition, that makes for an exciting franchise. Where Where does Drew Jones play when he gets here? (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, good problems to have. It's a good problem to have. I, I, I love the nickname that Berthume and Brenly have when they have the three track meet guys out there in the outfield, the no-fly zone. The no-fly zone. The no-fly out zone, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's cause it's My the, kid's got a t-shirt like that because he's a center fielder, the no-fly zone. Yeah, it's, it's, just, mm. it's the truth, man. Those three guys, and then you, you stick Drew Jones out there, and then you've got Jordan Lawler coming at some point. You've got Brandon Fott coming at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's an embarrassment of riches, it feels like right well, they're setting themselves up for not just one year of you know getting into the wild card what they're setting themselves up for is sustained success with all these young players sustained success now you can't make the big mistakes like they have in the past with Yasmani Tomas and Zach Ranke and Madison Bumgarner because if you don't have 25 million dollars being wasted and you could spread that out among the players you have and it goes a long way towards you know keeping the guys that you have but sustained success but the Suns are in a period of right now of sustained success this mm-hmm. is the third year in a row they made the playoffs the Diamondbacks are building something that I truly believe is going to be sustained success. For a number of years, they're going to be a contender. Whether they win a World Series or not, I don't know, but they'll be a contender. And that's really all you can ask for. It's funny. I'm looking up at the TV right now on the MLB Network, and they're doing a split screen. On one side, it's the Reds and the Braves, and on the right side of the screen, it's the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 10-0 to start the season, have one of the best run differentials in like the last 50 years of the sport. They're already beating the Red Sox 2-0 in the fourth inning right now. Oh, I love now. that. Okay, and and, and I'm th- I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Rays and I'm thinking, that's your model. That's 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 what you should want to be. That's yes. the sustained success mm-hmm. of the Tampa Bay Rays because they have they've sustained sustained success there. They don't spend a lot of money on their payroll. They can't spend a lot of money on their payroll. They have to make good, shrewd personnel choices every single year, every single month, every single day. Right? They have to really be on point with what they're doing. Right? And they've that's got a kid. Model. That's got what a, you should want to be. They got a 22 year old kid who's an absolute freaking stud in Wander Frank. That they locked up long term. Mm-hmm. And I look up the years, but they locked him up long term. Seven years, six years, seven years, I think. Yeah, he was a long term guy. He's 22. And he's killing it. I mean, he's just absolutely killing it. He got a 11 year contract. Oh, well, it wasn't even close. My bad. 
Wanda Franco signed for $182 million over 11 years. See, Tampa, Tampa's in, and the Braves are doing a great job of it. And these teams, we talked to Evan Longoria about it. Like, get, listen, how do you, how do you, how's a 22 year old kid turn down $100 million? 100, how do you 22? How do you turn down that money? They're represented hey, by wanna, Scott Boris. That's how. I mean, it's, but it's stupidity. At some point, you tell Scott Boris, look, that's insanity. You want me to turn down $182 million? Yeah. I'm 22. That's what Zach Gallon's going to do. I mean, right? It's, it's, I mean, I don't know how much they would offer him if they had, but that's that's basically the situation the Diamondbacks are facing with Zach Gallen. They would offer him not whatever he would want, but they'd offer him a fortune to stay here, and chances are he wouldn't take it because Scott just, Boris is his agent. It's just such a risk involved. Tommy John surgery, injuries for all of these guys. Like yeah. somebody turn, turn, gives you that type of money. Like with, you know, we had Corbin Carroll on after the deal. Like it's it, it's hard to turn down that generational wealth going forward. There's no doubt, and, and I don't deny that. I, I just know that some guys, in particular ones who are dependent upon their representation, will turn down that generational wealth on the on the risk and on the gamble that when they hit free agency, they'll don't make a hundred hundred million dollars more, two hundred million dollars more when it's all. Say, I'm but. a very conservative person. I would never advise that to anybody. Take the don't you can't turn down your first big contract. I really truly believe that. Yeah. The second one after you've made money, okay, but not the first one. Yeah. So the Diamondbacks first place playing this very exciting brand of baseball. You and I talked about it earlier, and it's no lie. Of all the great things that happened last night, Zach Gallon's eleven strikeouts and the curveball that was just unbelievable, filthy great. One of those top prospects is Gabriel Moreno, and if you haven't. If you weren't watching last night's game or you haven't seen the highlight of him throwing out the runner, I think it was in the fifth inning. Fifth inning was the it fifth. It might be one of the best throws from behind home plate you've ever seen in your life. I mean, <laughs> the release was just the, the, the timing. You got to have such a quick release to get these guys stealing now, right? And that was such a quick release. And he threw the guy out and you're like, wow. Like, you know, you didn't even need to go to a replay to see if it was close. He threw him out. Yeah. And that was impressive. It was just a great throw. And so to have a catcher like that, if he Develops into the guy they think he's going to be. That's that that that's going to be great for the D backs. They're stealing bases. They're getting good performances out of their bullpen for the most part. Bases second in the majors. The the starting rotation still has a long way to go. I mean, the offense in some ways still has a long way to go. I mean, to the point of the they're hitting better these last three or four games. But obviously, I think there's a higher ceiling for them to reach with some of their team their their individual batting averages. And then there's that kind of cool factor last night And, and Kevin Durant. Sitting right next to the Diamondbacks dugout, wearing a Corbin Carroll jersey. That was cool. And, and you, you could tell they were all really struck by that, right? Yes. Corbin Carroll was struck by that. Zach Gallon was tweeting at yes. Kevin Durant. Tori Lovello, after the game, was talking about the you know Kevin Durant being there. This is what Tori had to say. It was awesome. I didn't know that they were there until about the seventh inning. Um, and then I got a little starstruck myself. You know, I, I went over there to say hello to him before the game, uh, before I came back in, back in after the game. And um, Campaign is a big fan. Uh, it looks like Katie's turning into a big Corbin Carroll fan. But I don't think there's anything cooler than that than, than you have one of the greatest basketball players of all time putting on your jersey. That never gets old, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I mean, sure does. They had some fun when Mikael Bridges was at the game. Remember, they made the bat when they were playing the Phillies mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Mikael Bridges night at the ballpark. Mikael Bridges yeah. night at the ballpark. Like that was all fun. This is Kevin Durant yeah. wearing your jersey. 
You're Corbin Carroll. You're like, you, 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 call your, you call your parents and you're like, you don't want to talk about the game. You may have gone, you could have gone four for four. You're like, you see who's wearing my jersey? Kevin, like, that's more important than anything to him than anything he's done this year. Who, Forget the contract. Kevin Durant's wearing my jersey. Who would you be over the moon to seeing wear your jersey? What do you like? like, like who, who's your okay? You're Corbin Carroll, and you see. So you're the you're the player, Captain and you player. look over at the first round or the first row, and you see somebody sitting there, and he's rocking your jersey. Who's the guy that makes you go, "Oh my God, I can't believe fill in the blank is wearing my jersey." Oh my, this is the best moment of my life. Can it? This, can it be a baby? Another baseball player? It can be whoever you want. It could be a celebrity. It could be a movie star if you wanted to be. Who who would you look at and go, oh my God, I can't believe that guy is wearing my jersey. That guy is supporting me so much he's wearing my it's jersey. It's a really good question. It was one of the questions for social studies this morning on the morning show. I kind of borrowed it from them. Who would it be? Julio Cesar Chavez. Okay. That's my favorite fighter. Okay. So if you looked over at him and you're like, Julio Cesar Chavez. Okay. Oh my God, I loved watching him fight. God, I just loved watching him fight. <laughs> He was just he was the he was the best fighter. So many great fighters, but he was he was the best I've seen. Yeah, and I and I grew up in the seventies and eighties with Leonard Duran, Hagler, all those guys. Chavez was amazing. I'd have to think it'd be like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. You know, like I'm sitting there, Michael Jordan's wearing my jersey. Tiger Woods is wearing my jersey. I was even thinking about it like like uh, like actors that, you know, when I was a kid, like yeah. Harrison Ford. Like I look over at the front row and Harrison Ford's wearing my jersey. Man, I I you're Indiana Jones, you're Han Solo. <laughs> you're wearing my jersey? Yeah. You're sitting there in the front row wearing my jersey? That would be badass. Morgan Wallen for his concert when he comes here because then my wife <laughs> Putty. <laughs> That's the best. Stop. Putty. Putty in my hands. Putty. Yeah. Morgan Wallen's wearing my jersey. I'm going to take a break here before you say something you're really going to regret. Oh, like, just like, you know. I know what you meant. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. She's got the buyers. And start packing. His last start with the Suns, he played 40 minutes. Are there more minutes in there for Kevin Durant? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. All right, let's update our poll question of the day, and let's uh, see what's going on with that new one that we rolled out about 20 minutes ago. Let's turn it over to Eric Ruby here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Scott Rubes, which one do you guys want first? Open ended. Let's go or poll? with the cartoon one. No, we can't do that. Oh, we're saving oh. the brand on that one. We didn't. We didn't go with the cartoon one. No, no. we couldn't go with that. We are one. saving the brand on that one. You better believe we are. If you're wondering what he's talking about, though, go ahead and check out their interview with Dre Jameson. It's on the Arizona Sports app. Wherever you get Burns and Gambo podcast, you'll understand that joke. It, it wasn't awkward at all. No, not at all. Not, not one bit. I didn't think it was awkward. 
wasn't, it wasn't awkward at all. I would have loved to see his face. That's one of the the interviews I wish happened in person, just to see his face when you asked. It him wasn't awkward. Him. I actually thought it was funny as it hell. Was it, was it, was really it, funny. it was really, it was really, really funny. It was really funny. I was really funny. I was laughing. Gambo coming up with a list of all the cartoon characters he's been attracted to over the years. Was, just listing them off. It was great. It was so weird. Val for Beauty and the Beast. So Ariel. Weird. It was great. I think you mentioned one. a rabbit Wonder or something. Woman. Oh, yeah, the, the, who framed Roger Rabbit, Jessica. Jessica yeah. Rabbit. Anyway, <laughs> poll question for the day is about yeah, the D-backs. I was yeah. just joking. Do the guys, D- have fun. D-backs poll question first. We're, We're having fun too, Gambo. And you know who's having a lot of fun? Who? Diamondbacks. They're top oh. of the NL West right now. Seven and four. My question is, are you fully bought into what we've seen from them for the ele- for the last 11 games? I'm fired up. Not saying they're going to be in first place, but do you believe what you see? You've got three options. One is yes. You're fully invested. You're buying what they're selling. Number two is no, but you're watching them. You're keeping tabs. You understand something's going on. Option number three no, it's just too early to make anything out of the season. We're not asking the question from like a predictive, are you changing no. your expectations for the Diamondbacks? Are they going to leave the NL West for right, a whole year? Because no. if that were the question, I would say, no, I haven't bought into the Diamondbacks yet. But if the question is just like, do you look forward to watching this team every night to the point where you, you've bought in? Like, okay, man, they're fun. They're good. Let's watch this. Yes, I'm 100% bought into this team. I'm looking forward. I'm already looking forward to tonight's game. Already looking forward to it. 100% I'm all in. And 45. of our audience are all in, fully invested on the D-backs after just 11 games this season. 35.6%, about 10% down. Say they're not all the way there yet, but they're keeping tabs on them. 18.5% say it's way too early. And then the open-ended question, Gambo brought this up saying that Corbin Carroll might be the safest Arizona sports jersey that you can buy right now after Kevin Durant bought and rocked one at the game last night. So we made it open-ended and the open-ended isn't very open. It's all D-Book in the comments. They're saying Book is the safest. He's proved it. He's been here, and they don't think he's going anywhere. But Corbin's that number two, it seems like. Of, of all the sports jerseys you could buy here in the Valley, what is the safest? I, I think it's Booker. I think Book's still the safest. Yeah, Corbin's got eight years on a contract. Book doesn't. Book would be 34 by the time Corbin's contract comes to an end. But Book's not that old. He's 26. The NBA has a penchant for as superstars asking and demanding trades, which, you know, which happens. Now, Book has been the model son, and I don't expect that to happen. I think they're both very, very safe. I think Corbin Carroll and Devin Booker are both very, very safe. Yeah, um, that's a, that's an, I think they're the only two. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if there's a third safest. Maybe. Uh, you know what? Oh, that is the question. That's the question. Who's the third safest? Okay, it's Carol and it's Book. Mitch? It's not longevity, but I have to imagine Kevin Durant is a safe pick. I don't not think he's for going lo- Not for, for longevity, years. though. Yeah. Not but, for like, longevity. he'll be remembered here. He's got a five, right? He does have a, he's got a five-year deal, isn't he? I think he's got three years left yeah, here. Three, three years, years left, left after here. this year. Okay, yeah. so. and, and if they win a championship, you could rock a Kevin Durant jersey in perpetuity if you wanted to, right? Like, you could always rock a Kevin Durant jersey, and it doesn't matter whether he's here or not if they win a championship. How about Drew Jones? Uh, I haven't seen enough of him yet. He just made his pro debut, what, five days ago? Six days ago? Yeah, we wouldn't be saying this about Corbin a year ago. Can't pick anybody in hockey. Not Keller? No. 
Kyler's got the long deal, but mm, I don't know if you can be safe no, with that. Can't one. Pick a, there's no Cardinal Buda? player. There's no Cardinal player. Buddha would be the only one. And yeah, but you can't guarantee he's going to be here for the next no, however many years. Um, Whoever the number three pick in the draft is. Yeah, <laughs> that might be an off-season question. Who's the third safest jersey in Arizona sports? That's, that's a that's a good question. Well, I'll use Mitch's suggestion of Kevin Durant as a launching point for a conversation about Kevin Durant. There's a story today on AZ Central about KD and the minutes he could play. Kevin Durant couldn't contain a smile when asked about playing 41 minutes in last week's win over Denver. Quote, 40 is the number I love. I like hovering around that number. Whereas my Williams told Dwayne Rankin he can see KD rising above 40 in the postseason. Quote, could be more. You just read the situation in the player and try to make the best decision for the team. But when you look at his history, he can do that. And Dwayne did a very nice job of looking at Kevin Durant's history over his 11 different playoff runs. He averages about 40.4 minutes per game. Last year with Brooklyn, he averaged 44 minutes per game in the playoffs. When they got him, me and you actually went through all of these numbers looking at the playoff minutes, and it was insanity. It was crazy how much he plays. He may come off for a minute or two, maybe three, but not very much at all. Like, he's going to stay on that floor uh, for as long as he can. And, you know, he'll tell you when he needs to come off. You know, you don't tell him when he needs to come off. And I would expect that that's going to be the case for, for Devin Booker as well. Now, Chris Paul, at his age, at 38, I don't know if that's the case for Paul. I don't know if that's the case for Aiton, but I do think that's the case for Booker and for KD. It's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, we've watched Devin Booker for so long. I feel like in some ways I can pick up when he's tired. Like, he's got a little bit of a tell when he's tired. Yeah? Ill-advised shots. um, You know, less team ball and more just him out there, you know, trying to do the hero ball thing. I think sometimes it's a tell that he gets a little tired, leaves the shot short. I mean, the typical kind of stuff that you would expect, too. Kevin Durant, I know it's only been eight games. I can't tell if that dude's winded, not tired, could play another five minutes, right? Like, he just, he seems like he is always got at least a half full battery Doesn't when he's it out there. Seem that way with the longer wiry guys like Mikhail, KD. To a certain ex- yeah, to a certain extent. Don't carry as much body weight around yeah, the court. And I'm not you know? saying it's a bad thing with Book. It's just there there's sometimes with the flow of the offense, I can like I can tell. He's just starting to get worn down a little bit. And he needs a little bit of a reset. I haven't been able to tell that with KD. I haven't at all. And I don't know if it's the lankiness or I don't know what it is, but 40 minutes, 42 minutes, 44 minutes. Yeah, usually whatever. you build yourself a 12-point lead. You go to the bench and you okay, well, if, you, if it gets down to six or four, I'll bring my guys in. But you, in the playoffs, you don't want to give that team that chance. You want to keep, you want to step on their throat. You want to make sure you win the game. You don't want to have your guys sitting for too long. In a, in a regular season game in the fourth quarter, Monty Williams will sit Devin Booker until about the six, six and a half minute mark. Then, you, then I'll bring you back in. You don't take those chances in the playoffs. There has been a new wrinkle in the developing story surrounding the Cardinals and their owner, Michael Bidwell. We will share it with you next on the Burns and Gambo Show.